you are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode 21 with Lauren Bryson. Lauren is a holistic nutritionist, wellness educator, teacher, and Lauren also specializes in gut and microbiome health. In this episode, we will talk about gut health, what are the right diets for us, what is the link between the gut and the brain, and can we improve our mental health by mindful eating? And lastly, are we really what we eat? Let's dive in. Hello, Lauren. Welcome to my podcast. My first question for you is, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for nature. Nature for me is always grounding, uh, sun, sunshine, rain, all the seasons. Um, but yeah, going out in nature always really kind of puts me back into perspective and grounds me back into where I want to be. I have never had anybody to share something like this before. Oh my God, oh, I love really? it. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's, yeah, it's amazing for me. Like you can see, I'm a plant mom. I have plants like everywhere. So plants, nature is a big one for me. So before we dive into the topic, um, can you talk a little bit about nature and why you are so connected to it? Yeah, uh, I always find, I think now we are so overstimulated with the internet and TV and our to-do list and work and, and the pandemic and things that are going on um, all around the world. We're just inundated with information. And sometimes it's just very important and very simple to take a step back and go on a hike, go on a walk. Even if you live in a city and you're not close to a hiking trail, just going to the park um, and just sitting and kind of being with yourself uh, really, I find is grounding. Um, it calms me down, it kind of brings me back into homeostasis. And it just feels good. It just, it feels, it feels good to me. Um, and it's one of the pillars that I try to teach people as a holistic nutritionist. Um, it's not just about food. It's also about lifestyle and movement and uh, sleep. And then nature is one of the pieces in there as well. Why do you think we are so connected to plants? Uh, it's plant medicine, food. It's, it's, it's where we started, <laughs> the hunter-gatherers. Um, I think both on a nourish, like a nourishing level, like growing your own food, but also on just kind of like a universal level, just kind of being with nature, being in nature, um, seeing the beauty of the simplicity, but the complexity of nature and the beauty of it as well. Mm -hmm. All diseases start in our gut. Yes. Yeah. I'll let you, I'll <laughs> let you, I'll let you open up this a bit more. Yeah. So, um, so I'm a nutrition consultant and I recently made my uh, career change. I worked in the nonprofit and startup world for about uh, 10, 11 years. And during that time, my health was completely plummeting. Um, I was seeing all these different 
Western doctors uh, who had really little to no answers for my symptoms, which included severe stomach pain, brain fog, fatigue, I had skin issues, I had really severe nutritional deficiencies, um, anxiety, memory loss. So the, the symptoms are pretty debilitating. And I was either prescribed medication or told nothing was wrong with me. Um, and my health was declining. And after a while, I decided that I had to take my health into my own hands. And I just started researching gut health. And I learned about nutrition and what foods you should eat and food allergies and sensitivities and Ayurveda was very helpful for me. And I started to kind of heal. Um, so that really kind of spurred me to want to be a nutritionist as a profession because I learned firsthand the power of food and, and lifestyle and, and a holistic way of looking at living. Um, but going back to what you just said, all disease begins in the gut. This is one of like the oldest statements made, but it still reigns true. Um, so your gut is basically kind of where everything happens in your body. And if one thing is kind of thrown off, whether it be an allergy, a nutritional deficiency, a bacterial infection, it can throw off your whole system. So as a holistic nutritionist, we look um, at the whole person, we, we believe everything is connected um, and everything all kind of comes down to the gut. So what you, like what you eat, um, how you live, like lifestyle, um, movement's also very important. And then social connection, community and purpose in life are things that we kind of look at as nutritionists, but every nutritionist you'll probably talk to will start in the gut. Like cleaning up the gut is always step one. And what do you think? I mean, a lot of people that I know have gut issues right now, don't you think? Yeah, so many. I think also that is because if you can't digest something, if you are not digesting a problems and emotions, um, mm -hmm. it always kind of gets stuck stuck there, isn't it? So how Absolutely. do we get it moving? What are your um, suggestions? What needs to be improved? Yeah, so I love what you just said about not digesting emotions. I think that's super important. Um, and then I always say, you're not what you eat, you're what you digest. So if your digestion isn't working, you can be eating as healthy as possible, uh, but it, it still won't be fully digested. So for me, I follow um, the eating for health model, which basically emphasizes real whole nutrient dense foods. So the least processed, the better. Um, so it's, it's like nuts and seeds, fruits and vegetables, healthy fat, clean protein, um, herbs and spices, grains, and beverages. So those are kind of just the major overall uh, pillars of food we like to eat. Um, and then I also love to teach people about, we call them booster foods. So these are like, this, like the seaweeds, the herbs, the spices, the fermented foods, which are huge for gut health. Um, apple cider vinegar and these are really kind of ex like very helpful and accessible ways to improve your health in a small smaller kind of setting so for gut health I always like to teach people about fermented foods that's number one because they have the healthy bacteria in them um, which are called probiotics 
and probiotics feed your microbiome, which your microbiome is basically kind of your whole immune system located in your gut. Um, so 70% of your immune system actually is located in your gut, which I think is super interesting, especially now um, with everyone so focused on immune health. So a great way to support your immune health is through your gut. So fermented foods, um, foods high in omega-3s, which are really anti-inflammatory, like seaweed, cold water fish, um, sardines or eggs. Vitamin D is very important. So some sunshine or some egg yolks um, or mushrooms or animal protein. And then kind of just cleaning up your diet as best as you can. So staying away from the processed foods, staying away from the artificial sweeteners, staying away from the sugars. Um, and yeah, so those are just some kind of simple ways to support a healthy, healthy gut. I have heard that microbiome um, is a five pounds, like it weighs five pounds. Is that true? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's my favorite thing to tell people that you can see so your microbiome basically it's bacteria, but it's good bacteria. So you can have up to five pounds of bacteria in your body. And then your mi microbial cells outweigh human cells at a ratio of 10 to one. So we are more bacteria than cells. I yeah. love it. I just think that's so cool. It's kind of gross, but it's also really cool. <laughs> what are your thoughts on apple cider vinegar? Because I have heard that apple cider vinegar can be really harmful for liver. Mm -hmm. um, so apple cider vinegar can be really help. It's really good at balancing blood sugar. So if you are working on balancing blood sugar, a little a little capful in between meals can help keep your blood sugar balanced. It's also good for stimulating production of hydrochloric acid, which is your stomach acid. So if you're about to eat a big meal, um, you want some extra stomach acid because then that will help break down your food and absorb the nutrients better than with less stomach acid. I have heard it's not great for your liver. Um, it's also can be hard on your, your enamel and your teeth, but you kind of, as with everything, you kind of weigh the pros and cons. So if you're looking for more liver support, probably wouldn't use it. But if you're wanting to balance your blood sugar, I probably would. Mm -hmm. You have also mentioned healthy fats. So obviously, you know, like it's very popular, the keto diet and the full fat diet. So what are the differences between healthy and not healthy fats? Yeah, that's a really great point. And I think fats have been villainized a lot, like especially in, I remember growing up in the nineties, everything was fat-free. Like we had fat-free cookies, fat-free chips, all the fat-free stuff. But the reality is they would put all these additives in the food to make it fat-free, but it was even more processed. So it was even worse for you. So healthy, healthy fats are key for proper brain function, for healthy cells, it's, it's really good for your cellular membrane. Um, it's just, it's healthy fats are really important. So things like avocado is a great healthy fat, coconut, olives, olive oil, um, certain meats can have really good healthy fats in there. Nuts and seeds are a great source. But yeah, don't be afraid, don't be afraid of fats. Fats are really important. And as, as, as I said, they're really key for proper brain function. And if 
people are dealing with either like anxiety, depression, or insomnia, um, I always, one of the first things I look at is to check out the, the amount of fats they're eating and try to increase healthy fats and also omega-3 fats for them as well. Well, that makes complete sense because I can sleep for weeks. So I'm definitely eating a lot of healthy fats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So what I wanted to ask is what are your thoughts on plant-based diets? Because obviously you have mentioned some animal products and what should we do? So we have so many diets. There is a plant-based diet. There is a keto. There is um I don't know help me out blood sugar diet there are so many diets and nothing seemed to be balanced so we go from one corner to the other and if we for example eat too much fats um like a lot of cheese then we increasing certain bacteria in our stomach which doesn't help and etc and etc tell me Mm -hmm. (laughs) tell me (laughs) this is this is such a good I'm so glad you asked this because this is such an important question I think that there these all these different diets can work so there's this concept called bio individuality so everybody everybody's body everybody's body is different so what works for one person is not going to work for the next person um and all these different diets unfortunately seem to be polarizing these different groups of people when in reality i think we need to be working together and trying to feel like help people be as healthy as they can. Um, so like when I go on Instagram and I see these like Instagram wars between the paleos and the vegans, it's like, you guys, <laughs> this is just, it's people seem very kind of stuck in what they think is right. Um, but I see pros and cons for each diet and every person, I guess, has to try to see what works best for them. For me, like, for example, I went vegan for a couple months and it did not work for me personally. So now I, I eat both plant protein and animal protein and that's what feels best for me and my body. Um, and then some person's gonna thrive on the keto diet, some person's gonna thrive on the paleo diet and some person's gonna thrive on the macrobiotic diet. So I have no real answer for what's the best <laughs> what's the best diet for anyone it's all kind of different I think it would be great if the diet wasn't tailored to a person if there was somebody who'd be like yes this is you this is how your blood looks like and this is what you need to do so somebody will kind of design some kind of balanced diet um, which is tailored Mm -hmm. to you so I have tried the blood sugar diet and I have tried the keto diet is it keto diet but I don't eat meat so it was a full fat Mm -hmm. diet and and I end up putting weight on because um, I have eaten the amount of cheese I have eaten is like crazy because I was so hungry because I don't need meat. And mm-hmm. so many people got the same problem. They just like overeat on things because there is like, you know, like you really, you really crave soya and you can't eat soya because it's bad for you. And then, and then what is good for you? <laughs> so yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. frustrating. Um, yeah. How about the connection between the gut and brain? I think that's quite an interesting one. Yeah. So this is this is what really kind of excites me. Um, so you know, like when you have a gut feeling, or like when you get butterflies in your stomach, there's there's a reason for that because your gut and your brain 
are in constant communication with each other. So um, both of them influence like what we think, how we respond to stress and how we feel. And that is through, it's a big long nerve called the vagus nerve. I call it like the great highway, which goes from your brain, down your spine, all the way into your gut. Um, and your gut has its own nervous system called the enteric nervous system. Um, so these things are always in constant communication with each other. And then within your gut is your microbiome, which we talked about a little bit. Um, and as I said, we're more bacteria than cells. Um, and your microbiome is in constant communication with the neurotransmitters, both in your gut and in your brain. Uh, another fun fact is 90% of your serotonin is created in your gut which is I know feel good isn't that wild when I first learned that I was like wow so that's just another example of how interconnected the gut and the brain are do you know how I know because I'm an emotional eater so I know <laughs> <laughs> I've practiced it I feel you. Yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel you um, but yeah, so the link between digestion, mood, microbiome, and immunity is super, super strong. So, and there's tons of incredible new research happening out, out there right now. Um, so a cool way of looking at this is you can support your mental health through the foods that you eat. Um, so as I said, probiotics are really good for gut health. And then there's this thing called prebiotics which is basically fiber and prebiotics feed the probiotics. So examples of prebiotics can be asparagus, garlic, bananas, onions, um, artichokes. So prebiotics and probiotics are great. As I said, omega-3s are really key for um, supporting your mental health, really essential for brain function and really highly anti-inflammatory uh, fiber soluble and insoluble fiber is really good. And then just different colored fruits and vegetables because each different color has a different um, vitamin and mineral in it. This is one of the things I teach kids cooking. So one of the pillars I teach to the kids is eat the rainbow. So try to eat as many different colored fruits and vegetables as you can, because we'll give you different vitamins and minerals, which sounds so simple, but like when I look at my plate sometimes, I'm like, oh, okay, this is all green. Or like, oh, this is all white. Like this, is, <laughs> I, need to, I need to change the colors up a little bit. Love it. Can you talk a little bit about the reasons why do we need to eat with seasons? I love that blog Ooh. post, by the way, you have on your, you. on your website. Thank you. Yeah, so this is something I love to talk about I always tell people to eat for their soul so it's, it's seasonal organic unprocessed and local um, but eating seasonally I feel like is a forgotten art form um, so you know like when you go into the grocery store and it's the dead of winter uh, I'm out here in California uh, but it's the dead of winter and they have like strawberries blueberries peaches watermelon you're like what and they're very expensive and you're like what is going on um, so eating seasonally is a really cool practice to start doing. Um, and first of all, it'll save you money because if you eat seasonally, there will be more available. So the price will be lower. Um, it will taste better. 
because it's fresher, uh, the nutrient density will be way higher because of the quality of soil uh, and the sunlight. Um, it also reduces your carbon footprint, which I love. So you're not buying something that got shipped from a completely different country for like two weeks and had to sit in a frozen freezer for a long time. Uh, and it also helps create connection and community. Like if, when was the last time you talked to the person that grew your food? I always like to ask people that. Like if you have, if a farmer's market is available to you, I would highly recommend to go check it out or even just going to your local store, corner store, asking the people where your food is sourced from is a fun, it's a fun exercise. And it's kind of cool to see either how close things come from or how far away they're shipped from as well. We have uh, farmers markets here, I think once a month in some of the towns and villages and somewhere you have it on every weekend. So it's a very cool thing to do. And mm -hmm. also like you get to walk around and come up with the different ideas of what you are going to make and yes. what they started doing it recently um they knock on your door and and they're like a le leave a little leaflet like a farmer's and then you can kind of order and they will deliver it to your door like whenever you want to but obviously stuff what is in season so I think it's yeah. it's becoming more popular now which is fantastic yeah, I love that. We have those too. They're called um, CSAs where the farmers deliver like fresh produce of whatever they have. And it's, it's fresh and it also encourages you to cook new, like cook with foods you wouldn't normally buy, yeah. which I love. Yeah, totally. Okay, so what is the best food you will recommend to improve our guts? <laughs> mm, oh my goodness sauerkraut probably i always go back to fermented foods um so sauerkraut is so full of healthy bacteria uh, if you don't like sauerkraut maybe kimchi or yogurt um or miso miso is also a good probiotic but yeah i always i always kind of go back to just like the basics sauerkraut is very good um anti-cancerous um what do you call it anti-cancer herb or Plant? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's. I mean, I would call it a. It's just fermented cabbage, so I guess it's kind of a condiment. I'm not totally sure. Um, but yeah, it has it's 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 good for the gut. It as you said, it's really has really good anti-cancerous properties. Uh, it's good for your immune system, all the things. Thank you. And what are the things you have coming up? Yeah, so I just launched my holistic nutrition business called Lauren Emerson Wellness. Um, I'm also a kids cooking instructor with Kids Cooking for Life. And I'm a wellness facilitator with Bowman Wellness. Um, and we do have, we're doing a quarterly wellness week. Everything's free. If you want to go check out our programs, bowmanwellness.com. And yeah, so we're just kind of kicking everything off right now. Thank you very much, Lauren, for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was lovely. What an amazing episode. I'm so grateful that Lauren um, came on my podcast. And I don't know how you feel about this, but 
with these diets and with these extremes and we are allowed to eat this and we are not allowed to eat that, it's just so confusing. So it's so nice to have somebody who kind of like reassures you that everything needs to be in balance and to go into extreme diet is probably not a good thing for everyone. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would be very grateful if you could share it with your friends or if you can leave me a review and I cannot wait to see you on the next one. See you next week.